0: Love, Hope, Radio. Well, good Thursday afternoon. and Welcome to the Success Design. My name is Beth Shankle-Anderson, and I'm your host. And today I'm very excited. We have a very special guest. Her name is Marie Dubuque and she is an etiquette expert and life coach and we've got some really great questions to, to throw out to her and, and uh that she's going to answer and tell us about uh etiquette in the digital age, which I can only presume that etiquette has changed quite a bit with the advent of email, text messaging, and all the other things that are out there. So Marie, welcome.
1: Oh hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I yes etiquette is not about knives and forks people think that but it is about kindness and respect and dealing with rude obnoxious people because it seems to me that people who don't see other people face to face which is happening so much now with the internet and they're just typing away they just type the rudest things and they don't care don't you feel like that that people just don't seem to care anymore
0: I absolutely see where, where you're coming from with that. I mean, it seems like people people don't um, write properly anymore, <laughs> which is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Because I think if you're going to correspond with someone, you should you should at least try to uh, to uh, to make it so that they can read it. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. I I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I can't stand it. I can't stand bad grammar. I can't stand. I know, and all these abbreviations which I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but that's another. That's only because I'm of <laughs> my generation. But just people just not even, not even showing respect and courtesy. And that's really, I, I think it's because you don't see people face-to-face. You're just looking at a computer screen or you're looking at your cell phone and you're not getting a reaction from people. So you think you can just say just about anything you want. And that's what I'm trying to get across mm-hmm. is that you can't. Mm-hmm. You still have to be courteous and kind. Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's a human being on the other side of that email or that text message.
1: Exactly, exactly. And people aren't getting that, especially younger people. They're not getting it. And, I, you know, I do a lot on YouTube, and I get the meanest comments, just horrible, and some wonderful ones too, but some really mean, hater kind of comments. And I'm thinking, if this person saw me face-to-face, would they say this to me? I, I don't think so. But yet they're typing in a comment box on their computer, and they don't care. You know, they don't care. You yeah. know, feelings, like they they hurt. I don't get, my feelings don't get hurt anymore because I'm just happy to have viewers. I don't care. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I tell my husband, oh, you know, hate comment. And then if they go away, I'm like, oh, no. You know? I just want a reaction from people. I want people to view, and I don't care. I'm used to it. And, you know, I figure you put, you're in the public eye. You know this. You mm-hmm. put yourself out there, and you got to be used to it. But still, people that aren't, people that are just, you know, out on the Internet and you know, just texting, and they're not expecting this. And it's just people really take it to heart. I get a lot of viewers saying, you know, they really get their feelings hurt when this happens.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, it's yeah, really... That,
0: re- that brings up a topic of online bullying, uh, which a lot of young young people are dealing with, um, you know, these days. And, you know, I don't know how you could do that, you know, write someone a mean text message and then see them at school the next day. Um,
1: I know. That... It's horrible
0: the the online yeah. bullying, and it, it's like we feel like we're anonymous, or some people do, I guess, um, just because we're we're in front of a laptop or you know in front of a phone, but uh, the, we still are real people with with real feelings and, and kindness and thoughtfulness it goes a long way. And uh, oh I th- yeah, I think it says a lot about someone who um, would do that. You know, I'm not you know thinking that it's you know somewhat anonymous. Um, you know, because you're right, they wouldn't do that to your face. They, they just wouldn't, more than likely, they just wouldn't.
1: Right, and that schools now have zero tolerance for the bullying, online, offline. So I think that's that's high time, it's definitely. And also, you know, with the Internet and with texting and emailing, I found that, like, people have told me that uh, that people expect immediate responses. They want everything right now. Do you feel like like people if you get that, I say I that twenty four hours is coming here to see Do you get people that get mad at you if you don't respond like right away to their emails oh, absolutely. or
0: the text? I get people that I guess they sit in front of their computers all day, which I don't personally. And, you know, when I get back to them maybe at night or the next morning, it's like they've forgotten about what we were talking about.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, going, it's like you gotta have a real time conversation when that's not what this is. So pick up the phone, then, you know. And, and, if, and if you want to give someone twenty four hours, that's that's common courtesy. Like for a voicemail, a return text, or a return email. So we don't need everything right now. I mean, there were days when we didn't have text, we didn't have email. I know a lot of people don't remember those days, but I remember them really well. You know? It's just yeah. Ugh
0: the the good old days of uh, of face to face. know, when we used to handwrite letters, and you know, I don't mean to sound like I'm old. I'm not, but I actually do appreciate a uh, a letter that's handwritten, a, you know, a thank you card, something like that. That's just so personal. Uh, I definitely.
1: You know? Yeah, I, I get. I'm glad you brought that up because I did get um, a comment this week, and people wanted to know if it's okay to send an email thank you card. And I am one of the few etiquette people that says yes. I think you should be able to send an email, and here's why. Okay, and can, my can family, you. <laughs> oh, good. Because do. Oh, good. All right, all right. Because my family, our handwriting is the pits. We just have terrible <laughs> fine motor skills. It runs in our family. There's nothing we can do about it. I've tried my son. I've taken him to occupational parents for it. It's really bad. And so now, and thank goodness they've almost stopped handwriting in the schools because of the people, and people, even without a, a, a fine motor skill deficit like we have, people still are so used to typing that they almost can't write anymore. So I remember when I got married 18 years ago, I was handwriting these thank you notes, and by the time I was finished, I was just scribbling something. And so now what I do is I just, I can type like faster than I can think. So I like to, I will type a long email thank you to somebody whereas I would might have be able to scribble out two lines if we're an email or if we're a thank you note so that's what I think I feel like if you, the more you can say the better whether you say it in handwriting or you say it in an email the more you can thank that person, tell them what your life is like, how you're doing even even Christmas cards, I have stopped sending them out, and I am sick of people sending me cards and just writing their name what why do i want that i would much rather get an email from somebody a a personal email you know telling me about their lives not one of those you know those letters that people send to everyone they just stick it in the envelope i mean a real personal email i don't know so that in that way technology really has changed etiquette and i think it's for the better really that's, that's
0: that's great to hear um i think there's a i guess there's a place for both if you if you feel like you you want to to write a um a handwritten note um that's really special but also if you feel like you can you know get more done if you just send some emails but you but those are also heartfelt um you know if someone like i just had a a party that uh it was a fundraiser party for a charity and i sent out you know thank yous via email because you know i didn't have all the addresses and you know all that so it, it you know it's good to hear that in these days people people find that and accept that as um as acceptable
1: Sure. And Beth, you hit the nail on the head. You said heartfelt. That's exactly it. If it's heartfelt, whether it's you're writing it or whether you're typing it, and and my mother-in-law, she would cringe because she's got this beautiful penmanship and it's like calligraphy practically. And and if you know, and if I sent her an email thank you card, she would just just you know just like. I don't know. <laughs> it would be really, really bad. But so some people I know, some people are never going to get it. But I, I think I'm going to remember what you said because it's a It that's that's it. You, it's the key right there. It's heartfelt. However you want to send it. Sure. And, and And then people say, well, well, like if you get a a Christmas gift and someone gives it to you in person, do you have to write a note? I say no. I say that if you are personally there and you say thank you in person, that's fine. But it's mm-hmm. when someone mails you something. I mean, I have given Christmas gifts to people. i did not even going to thank you in, in person. Okay, so then I just stopped. That's it. I'm <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay. I just think say thank you and say it very nicely. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thank you, and this is how I'm going to use the gift. And and that brings us something else. I, I don't know if you have ever used this, but I got a comment this week from someone who said that someone she knew put five thousand dollars worth of merchandise on her Amazon wish list. And really? I'm like, what? I didn't I, I know about the Amazon wish list, but I didn't know people were using it for like to to tell people they want gifts and that they're putting these extravagant gifts on there because I don't even I don't even like bridal registries, but I understand you need them so you don't get five thousand candy dishes. But the mm-hmm. Amazon wish list, that's another story. Right? Have, you, have you used that or do you know anything no. about it? I
0: know that my husband has one and but we certainly don't send it to people to say this is what we want. We just put stuff in there that we want, you know. Uh well, we have a joint account and you know, we put stuff in there that we want. You know, we want and then we buy it as we want it. <laughs> but we're okay, okay, so sort of like anymore. a budgeting. Okay, right, so is that
1: more right. like a budgeting thing. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So what's not are you could use it like as a if you see that on your husband's wish list and you might, in his birthday's coming up. You might get that for his birthday. Do you ever have you ever done something like that?
0: Sure, absolutely. I mean, I'm like, oh, he really wants that DVD, or you know, he really wants something. Um, it's a, but it's for me and him because it's our account, though. It's not. Um, of course, she always sees the order of it. Right, right. So, you know that that's makes. Nice. See, I see
1: that. That makes sense. That's a really responsible way of using it. Something like that. But to use it to demand gifts from people, that is a whole other story. And I guess I get it. Like if you have relatives from far away, they want to get you something, and they don't know, and you have this Amazon wish list. You know, I, that's fine. But but you know, it's the way you approach it. Don't tell them, you got to get me this, and this is on my list. You know, put different price ranges on your list because you don't know what people's financial situations are, but you could, like, kind of subtly refer them to it but not demand them to go to it. So I guess it's how you approach this list and what you have on it. hmm <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, really that's very true. I mean, if you just have on maybe some DVDs and, you know, some things under $20, let's say, maybe maybe that's appropriate for your family who really want to know what to get you, that they want to get you something you want and something you would like. But to have $5,000 worth of stuff, and you know, that's just, that's pretty incredible. I've never heard of that.
1: I know. I hadn't until this week either. And I knew about the Amazon wish list, but I had never put anything on it or knew anybody Put out it, but that's a good idea to budget with it. I'm going to talk to my husband about that because that's something you know, like we could be savings for something. We could put it on the wish list, or but like for gifts for my husband, I I or I always ask him, and and I always send him a link for my birthday. It's just that's just easier. But that's just us, and that's you know, like you said, it's one. That's our it's the one one big pot. It's like <laughs> that we yeah. have together. It's not like I'm telling Aunt Edna over in Kansas City or something. You need to get me this or that. You know, it's it's different yeah but this whole gift thing I don't know i I almost wanted to go by the wayside. It's just we've lost sight of, of everything during the holidays really. I think too many gifts
0: <laughs> too many, too many gifts I think gift cards and things like that or I don't know we <laughs> we try to um we try to limit the amount of gifts we give and and send you know cards or you know pictures of us or something like like a little collage of what we've done for the for the year or something like that um you know oh, that's personal, a good idea
1: personal. right and then people get a glimpse of your life and how you're doing and, and instead of some gift that they're going to just you know return mm-hmm. or give away yeah. or you know that then so then you tell them about your life and, and then they have you know an idea of, of what's going on with you. and that's really all people want and you know to feel a part of your life really
0: yeah, they want to know, like, oh, what's going on with my niece? You know, who lives a couple states over, or something like that. And you know, most people, I get a really good response about my. I usually include a letter um, that that talks about what we've done this year and you know what we expect to do next year and things like that. So it's um you know it's it's more of a personal thing. It's more as you said, um, heartfelt or you know something like that. Sorry? Right, and
1: and I think that's kind of you know like you know, we have family all over the country. People, people mm-hmm. are kind of disconnected, and I think maybe that's why I keep I asking myself, well, why are, is there this rudeness pervasive everywhere? And I think maybe mm-hmm. because we're not so connected as a society. It used to be people live close together. Now families are so spread apart. What do you do? You think that in some ways?
0: Yes, definitely. We all we all seem to have friends and and no family around. Um, I know that is the case for me, because um, me and my husband have moved around everywhere in the south, yeah. um, getting our educations and moving for jobs. Um, so we we definitely have more friends around than family, um, and we we go visit them, and it, there is sort of a disconnect there.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's you're right, and I think that's part of it. That's why even like. In traffic, there's more people on the roads. And, you know, and I say people are, are are rude online when they don't see people's faces, but even when you see customer service just isn't what it used to be. And maybe may part of it is the economy, too. And people are so rushed and so stressed that even people you see face-to-face, do you feel like that when you – do you feel like customer service is the same as it used to be? Like when no, you go to a store?
0: All. Not at all. Yeah. You barely get looked at in the eye, I think. Um, yeah,
1: that's it. I, I really think that, and I remember, you know, it didn't used to be like that. It Used to be much more personal than mm-hmm. it is now.
0: Yeah, and even on the phone. I mean, you, you find some people on the phone that are that are really great. There's some um, some customer service that's really great, but there are a lot more that aren't, um, and it's it's really frustrating. I mean, they have to wait for 40 minutes. And then, you know, get someone who really, you know, it just gives you a canned answer for your question and hangs up on you or something. Oh, um, I know.
1: Yeah, and the phone trees. Yeah, I think people are so disgusted with those phone trees that can't get to a live person. And then mm-hmm. they finally get to a live person that they feel just completely distressed. And I think, and they're just letting their, venting their frustrations out on people. You know, but I say take a deep breath. Remember there's a person there, a real person,
0: you know, on the other end of the line. You're right. Well, let's move on to talking about Facebook and Twitter and all the different ways that we communicate with people that we really don't know. Um, And that's the same as also, you know, talking to someone on the phone (laughs) that you don't know. You're calling about customer service. It's sort of a segue into that. Um, Right, right. I've met a lot of people on Twitter. I've met a lot of people that have been on this show that have been on Twitter, and it's been an absolutely um, beautiful um, invention for me um, in my um, in my talk show. And I, I like,
1: love Twitter. Oh, do you love Twitter? I oh, I
0: love yeah. Twitter.
1: I hate Facebook. I hate Facebook. I, I was on it for two days. I couldn't stand it. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> I got, oh, I got okay. on it long enough to understand it because I get a lot of questions on Facebook, and one of the... One of the big ones is, what do I do if someone blocks me as a friend on Facebook? Mm -hmm. And this is what I say. It's just the same as if someone in real life said to you, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And you just got to act like it doesn't bother you. Don't let it phase you because these people that block you, they want a reaction from you. They want you to get upset. So don't give that to them. Just act like it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you at all and everything is fine, and move on, and I guarantee you, they will be your friend again. This I, I ask people a lot of times, well, when someone blocks you, do they friend you again down the road? Oh, yeah, 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 six months later, they friend me again. You see, it's just they're they're angry, they're upset for the moment, they want a reaction, but as soon as they cool off, down the road, they're going to be like, okay, I'll friend that person again. So don't get upset. That's why I say, don't get upset. Has anyone done that to you? Has anyone blocked you? On Facebook? And well, not that I know, um,
0: but it's definitely possible. Um, maybe that's hard I know, you
1: seem so sweet, as I doubt anyone would. But some of these—I talk to some of these radio hosts. They're real aggressive. They're real aggressive, and some of these men, and they're like, you know, they are real opinionated, and they get blocked. And I get that. And, I, and then they say to me, "Oh well, yeah, but six months down the road, people aren't angry anymore, and they friend me again." So, but you got to be careful with that stuff. And then see, I was on Facebook, and all of a sudden, like I was—I told you, I think I told you—I was on there for two days, and then I get these like people from like 10 years ago that have like saying do you want to friend this person and like maybe a client that I that I had 10 years ago that I don't I don't want to have anything to do with anymore and all of a sudden this person's popping up and they're saying do you want to friend this person I'm thinking no and why is this person's picture popping up and then I realized and it took me I talked to my husband who's a tech whiz and my sister-in-law who also is and it finally took my hairdresser who figured it out for me she said well did you sign something that said they can go through your contact list? And I'm like, or check something. I'm like, oh, yeah, your email contact list. That's what happened. (laughs) So be careful. Yeah, Yeah, they went through my email contact list. Facebook did. I didn't didn't know what I was checking. So there you go. Read the fine print.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't done that. Um, I only friend people I know. I mean, I have several friends, but and a lot of them I, I don't really know that well but I think at least I know there's some tangent of a connection with them <laughs> you know right. uh, but uh I I mean I like Facebook there's a lot of I have a lot of friends on there and I've reconnected with a lot of friends on there so but I, I love Twitter Twitter's really really fun you have to be really careful because anyone can read what you write on there as opposed to just you know your your friends your so-called friends I guess on Facebook um. Right,
1: right. Oh, I love Twitter. I love it because I feel like it's not invasive, like it's like Facebook. And you know, you can just and they, they don't like go through your email contact list for one thing. And then it asks you if you want to follow certain people based on your what you who you followed and all. That. I love it. And at first I was very hesitant about it, but once you get into it, it is fun. It is totally fun. But you've got to be the thing with Facebook, you've just gotta be you gotta be careful. Like you said, who you follow or who you friend and um and if they unfollow you or on Facebook they block you or whatever, don't don't take it personally. If if because you know, you have you have little grievances with people in real life. And just take a moment, step back and and just kinda of collect yourself and realize this person's gonna get over it. They're gonna get over it, they're looking for a reaction and just move on. And because people, I think friendships have been lost just by people overreacting to what people have said on Facebook. Oh, Uh, sure.
0: I mean, I I don't really put anything on Facebook that I I think offends anyone. I mean, somebody may be offended that I post links to my radio show and say, hey, I'm broadcasting on the air. I can do it through Blog Talk Radio. I do a, a little thing that says, hey, I'm broadcasting on the air. Check it out. And, you know, if someone is upset because, you know, I do a radio show or I have a radio show or, or whatever, maybe <laughs> or, they're, or, or they're tired of seeing it, you know, maybe they've blocked me. But no one that I, have you know, communicate with on a regular basis has, has ever blocked me. So I guess that's good. And you edit yourself.
1: <laughs> you edit yourself. You do, Like you said, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You don't say anything that you wouldn't want the world to know. Exactly. And that's what I tell people. That's what I tell people. And that's what I tell people like with friends too. Like I get a lot of um, comments, people saying that they've had a friend betray them or they've told a friend something confidential and that friend has told everyone. And, I say, you have got to be so careful. It could take years before you can trust somebody enough to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. I think we want to connect with people so badly, so quickly, that we share all this personal information so fast. And then, you know, they they, they bite us in the back. They, they, they stab us in the back. And that's what happens. So I tell people, be on guard. Don't trust people right away. Don't share your personal information. Don't share your deepest, darkest secrets right away. You... A friendship, a lifelong friendship, it takes time and it doesn't happen mm-hmm. right away. You know, I mean, have you ever been burned? I know so many people have just been burned.
0: Oh, sure. Now I life. know I have. In high school, you know, I would tell somebody something and, you know, all of a sudden it got known where I didn't want it to get known. <laughs>
1: all right. All right. You know, it's everywhere. You know, <laughs> yeah, and it goes on into adult life too. That constantly happens. And I think I saw something on TV the other day where women cannot share, they said something like women cannot share secrets. I mean, they cannot keep secrets. Well, I don't think it's women. I think it's everyone. People just love that. They love to tell, okay, well, if someone said someone told me this, and you can't say anything to anybody else. So then that goes on and on and on. I think mean, no one can keep a secret. <laughs> I know. There's something
0: really, um, what would you call it, really. Um...
1: Salacious. Almost. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like if there's something very tempting. Is the word I'm looking for? It's
1: right, something very right. tempting
0: about sharing something you're not supposed to. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. The only thing <laughs> that I tell everything to is my husband and everybody else. You know, I guess I get it all out to him, and he doesn't breathe a word to anyone, and and the same with me to him. So I guess I guess having a husband, being married, and you know this being married yourself too, um, that. Um, that, you know, if you if you have one person that you can tell everything to, you don't have to tell everything to everyone else.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that brings up another point because people say, well, if you tell somebody something that they can't tell anyone, would you expect them to tell their husbands? Well, yeah, I would. I would expect someone to tell their husbands. Some mm-hmm. people, they would say, no, they wouldn't tell their husbands, but I just would just assume if you're going to tell somebody that your husband is going to know, that would just be it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you should definitely definitely expect that if you tell someone who's married a secret they're gonna they're gonna tell their spouse. Um, yeah, I probably would yeah. like myself. I mean I, I probably I know I would.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think so too. I think so. I would be almost tempted and all I would have to catch myself I think. <laughs> Not saying something to them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just sort of a given. But just what I what my point is to people is just to be be careful and you don't get close to somebody by sharing Your secrets by by spilling your guts right away. Whether it's a first date or you meet a friend for the first time, you just got to be on guard. You can get to know people, but you don't have to just have this instant sharing of deepest, darkest secrets. You get to know people slowly. I guess that's the whole society. You got to have it right now, you got to be close to someone right away. And I say, take your time. Be acquaintances, then be friends. Same with first dates. Get to know somebody. You're not going to marry them tomorrow, so get to know someone slowly. That's the way I think. And then people say to me, well, they're stuck in the friend zone. I I hold that, the whole stuck in the friend zone thing, I don't think that exists. You're going to, if there's a connection, there's a connection. You're not going to, just because you take things slowly, doesn't mean you're going to get stuck in some friend zone. To me, that's a myth. (laughs) You know (laughs) that? And what
0: about friendships who, and this is one of the the questions we talked about beforehand, but they they ask you for your opinion about something, but then they really only want to hear you say yes or agree with them, agree with their opinion when you may not.
1: Exactly. I know. I know. People say, what?" I know, do you want my opinion or do you just want to hear what you want to hear? And what I tell people is, say, I, I get your point." I understand what you're saying, but here's another, here's my point of view. So so you're, you're reiterating what they're saying, you're understanding what they're saying, but then you're, you're sharing with them another point of view too. And if they don't get that, and if they're that shallow and closed-minded and self-centered, then they're not even going to listen to what you have to say, do you really want them as a friend anyway, the way I look at it. <laughs> I mean, if they want a yes person, go to somebody else. That's, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you know... I- I mean, my husband's my best friend, and when we talk about things, he doesn't always agree with me, but a lot of times that's really good because he gives me a different perspective. And I think that you should be looking for perspective, not for agreement. Because what's the exactly. point, really? I mean, what's the point of me telling you something, and you just say, yes, Beth, that sounds really good. When it, when you really think that maybe I could handle it differently, or maybe I could, you know, maybe do, you know, do my show a little differently, something that might add some value to my life. Um, that's, exactly. I look for that in friends. I do. I don't look for yes friends or friends because I think when you just agree with someone, I think that's lazy Um, I think you're not really giving them the benefit of your your own you know personal expertise.
1: Exactly, yeah, I got to, okay, can I quote you on that lazy friendship, I love that, (laughs) I love that term, yeah, because it's true, it's like, wait, if you want to surround yourself with yes people, then you don't lead a very interesting life, because it's about sharing ideas, like you said, and getting other people's perspectives, and sometimes you're going to really learn something, and look at things in a way that you never thought of before, if you just listen to something somebody else said, and I I, I get that from my husband, too, you're right, he gives me a different, he doesn't tell me what I want to hear, you know, he'll tell me, and he knows when I want to hear something that I want to hear, but he won't give it to me. <laughs> that's sort of the dynamics of a marriage, I guess. How long have you been married?
0: Oh, um, eight now? years.
1: Okay, okay, we've been married 18 years. I think you get through the first five years and you're doing all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean nine years in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, nine I mean that's, years in the spring.
1: And you see so much, and like I don't want to bring up Kim Kardashian again. I guess I've talked about her so much, but it's just, you know, I want to see these long term marriages. I really do. And Kim Kardashian, she said, "I've had example," but it's an example that a lot of young women, I think, are falling into. They get so enraptured in the whole wedding thing, they forget it's a marriage. It's not one day. It's a marriage. And one, uh, there was one radio host that I talked to, and. She said her wedding was the worst day of her life but her marriage is wonderful. But she's had other she's known other people where the wedding was the best day of their lives but then the marriage was horrible. So concentrate on the marriage, not the day. So maybe that Kim Kardashian Fiasco maybe that's a lesson for people. You know, not don't get so caught up in the wedding. It's the person. It's the marriage. That's what it's the, for the long haul, not the one day, not the, the dress and the flowers and the cake and all that.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I had a very simple wedding, and it was very beautiful. It was on the beach, but it was very. Uh, it was only it was only close family, and it was the same spot on the beach where I told my husband I loved him for the first time. So it was uh, really it was really special to us, and it wasn't a big fancy wedding, you know, whatsoever. And it was, but it was the best wedding I could have ever dreamed of when I was a little girl. Uh,
1: I love that. I love stories like that. But see, that's the thing, though. So many little girls—they want the big, extravagant wedding. And I know where they're getting that. But I'm hoping that that all changes. Like, yeah, a simple wedding that doesn't cost a fortune, like you said, on the beach—it's beautiful. And then save your money and buy a house, Mm -hmm. or put it down towards whatever retirement—I don't know, you know, anything. But not just throwing it away for a wedding gift that you're gonna just—they're gonna break later on.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly the truth. Uh, yeah. well, well, we've been on the air for about 30 minutes, believe it or not. Um, I wanted to see if there was anything that you just really wanted to talk about um, in the next few minutes before we wrap up the show.
1: Oh, my gosh, this has gone so fast. I, I know. Love it. You're so I know. fun to talk to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, thank you well, so much. Well, I know. I could just get a, go on and on about people being rude and just – You know, it's just about kindness and respect. Just like you, you said it. You know, being your heartfelt, you know, feelings to people. You know, just being kind, showing respect, even if you're not talking to them face to face. And if anybody has any questions, my um, you can always reach me through my YouTube channel, and that's YouTube.com/slash Manners by Marie.
0: Okay, that's great. I was going to give out your um your website, your YouTube site, your YouTube channel, so that's great that you did that. But yeah, that's wwwyoutubecom Marie. Right,
1: and you can I get so many comments and questions. It's un um, and it just runs the gamut. You know, it, when you think that nothing, you never heard of anything or you, that nothing this couldn't happen in real life it does. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You yeah, I didn't know about the
0: uh, exact I didn't know about the whole Amazon wish list being used as not I didn't care <laughs> <either.
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> until you said that. I was like, Well, I guess you could do that but I think that'd be really food. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. It's just craziness now, and and maybe that's one thing. Maybe the bad economy has changes for the better in that way, because I'm thinking that people are less likely to really need everything right now, and and, and it is maybe slowly we're less of an instant society. I'm seeing railways again, and people aren't putting every single thing on their credit card like they gotta have it now. So maybe that's the one good thing about a bad economy. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm.
0: I hadn't thought about it that way, but that is true. I saw that Walmart's opening up their layaway, I believe, again for this, the holidays.
1: Yes, yes, I think right, was- Walmart and a few other stores too. I can't remember which ones, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you know people are getting more patient. They don't have to have everything right now, you know. So maybe slowly, slowly society is changing, and this whole instant gratification is going away. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I guess people seem to be rude when they don't get that instant gratification they feel like they should be getting from you. They respond in in kind or what they believe is in kind and, 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 and rudeness, really.
1: Exactly, uh, exactly. Yep, yep. And maybe that's all changing. But, I, again, it's slow. It's slow. <laughs> but we're doing our part, right, Beth, you and I? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I try my best. Um, I definitely do. I I try, you know, sometimes people try my patience, but I think if you put a smile on your face, even if you don't mean it, somehow it sort of penetrates your your mood a little and and makes you feel a little better, so...
1: Right, that's it. You you said it. Yeah, but it's smile. And and like people ask me all the time, well, how do I get people to like me, or, what, or how do I start up conversations? And you know, you don't really have to say that much. Smile, and then people will naturally gravitate towards you. It's not like you have to be this big conversationalist. Be a great listener, and then think about what they have said and respond to that, and really smile and be happy, and they'll they'll naturally gravitate to you. I really I really believe that.
0: I I believe that too. I believe that absolutely that um that the the people that the people can just tell what kind of aura you're you're putting off and if it's a good one, um uh, people pick up on it even through emails and stuff. If you if you say, you know, if you start your your email with hi there or I hope this email finds you doing well, just a just a simple sentence in there that really I think that really helps and puts a puts a mood. puts a mood on the email actually.
1: Right, yeah, like common courtesies, like n- nice gestures like that, right? Right, and like you said, um, maybe something nice in your text as well. They don't have to be so so brief, and, and neither do the emails. Like you said, how how hope your day's going well, something like that.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Just put
1: somebody in a good mood.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Was there anything else you'd like to end the show with?
1: Well, just don't let the holidays stress you. I tell everyone that. Remember what it's about, to, and, and people. I think there's. People are so stressed over the holidays at seeing relatives, rude relatives, and in-laws, or whatever that they lose the joy. And just don't be positive. Don't let these people bring you down. You know, if, if someone says something rude to you, pretend like what I tell people is pretend you didn't understand what they said. Like if, if crazy Aunt Betty says to you, "Oh, you've gotten fat." Say, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, people told me I look voluptuous. I know I've gained a few pounds, but I look voluptuous. People tell me thank you. You know, just like you don't quite understand what they say and stay positive no matter what they say. Don't let them get to you. Be positive and bring the joy back into your life and don't let the holidays be just full of stress.
0: Well, that's really great Honestly. advice. That's tremendous advice. And um, I've really, truly enjoyed you on the show. You're so enthusiastic and energetic, and I really love that. And I'd love to have you back on sometime.
1: Oh, Beth, it was, you're so fun to talk to. Thank you. Please, I'd love to, to chat again. It went so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well,
0: next time we can schedule for a bit longer. But, um,
1: thanks. Well, thanks again, and you have a wonderful holiday.
0: Oh, you too. You absolutely have a, a wonderful holiday out there in uh, in uh, Missouri. And uh, I will hear it. No if you go to the
1: outlet mall, when you go to the outlet mall, you said you're going over Thanksgiving, you shop for me. I'll be living vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really jealous.
0: Yeah, for, for Thanksgiving, I'm going shopping. Well, Black Friday, I'm going shopping at some outlets nearby here on the Panhandle. So, anyways, just for you. Well, have outlets. a great
1: time. <laughs> Well, thank you I'll try so much. I'm trying to some shopping, too, not too much. All right, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay,
0: bye. And for the Success Design, this is Beth Schenkel-Anderson signing off.